Hi, you're listening to Hiba is Writing, and I'm your host, Hiba. Last episode, we discussed one of my lessons learned in 2020. In this episode, we'll be discussing another lesson learned, this time to do with productivity as an independent author. As I mentioned in the last episode, this year has marked a year of very big changes for me. I've started to learn certain things about writing that I didn't know before, and I'm starting to come to certain realizations that make writing easier and less stressful on the whole. This was one of my motivations behind creating this series of episodes on lessons learned, uh, to share with you lessons that will hopefully make your life easier as they have made mine. My other reason for sharing these lessons is for me to have a record of how I've evolved as a writer. And if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you know that my main motivation for starting this podcast in the first place was just for me to have a record of how I am evolving as an author and to just chronicle my journey. In high school, to the best of my recollection, I'm pretty sure I wrote almost every night. I just loved it. I mean, it was frustrating because I didn't know where to take most of my stories and I was still in what I feel has been the hardest part of my learning trajectory so far. And I just remember that all of my stories would hit a wall at some point that I could not get through. But I still wrote. I wrote every night. When I went to university, the first year or two, I didn't really write much. It wasn't until about halfway through university, if memory serves, that I started writing again, and this time with a great deal of seriousness. I remember writing a 60,000 word manuscript one summer that I then proceeded to scrap, but it made me realize that I wanted to keep going and I wanted to do it professionally and seriously. So I kept writing and I wrote a lot. I believe I had written about 100,000 words for my fantasy series by the time I started to get active online. And when I did get active on social media and started sharing my writing, I saw that productivity quickly get replaced by another kind of productivity, a misleading productivity. All of that effort that I put into creating content on social media, which was never my goal in the first place, but which I realized was important if I wanted to have what was called an author platform and engage readers before launching my first books. So I thought that I had to do that in order to to achieve all of those things that I just mentioned. If you've listened to the last episode, you know why that was perhaps not the best place to put my efforts, though I will say that blogging has proven much healthier and more manageable for me because blogging, unlike social media, is a thing that you do at your own pace, I have found, and it's very much reliant on you, your own consistency, your own dedication, your own self-discipline. So if you do not want to blog, then you are not going to blog. There's no pressure there because most of the time, blogs are very quiet places. You're not going to have comments and engagement and likes, you know, popping up every few minutes. So... It's a very chill place to, uh, to have your online presence. Now, the thing about productivity is that you have to understand that everyone and their mother has an opinion on it. And a lot of the opinions that you find online about how to be productive are just echoes of one another. So productivity, therefore, seems straightforward. Everyone keeps saying the same things. 
They share the same so-called secrets to productivity. When you search for how to be more productive, you get millions of articles, with everyone chipping in, many of them with the same two cents. Why is it still so elusive then? Why are we always trying to figure out how to be more productive? I think in part this has something to do with how certain people approach productivity. As authors, our productivity is often measured through the number of words we write. So if you haven't written anything, you haven't been productive. But that's not altogether true. If you've thought about new plot points, if you've discussed your story with someone, if you jotted down some ideas, any of that falls under writing productivity. I wanted to get that out of the way because I'm actually interested in this episode in talking about the lessons I've learned this year about the specific ways in which we perceive productivity levels, our own and other people's, and how that perception doesn't always have to align with the reality in order for us to be productive or to feel productive. So I'll start by saying that by being online, we are exposed to a number of figures that seem to us so productive we can't help but wonder how in the world they've gotten to that stage. Um, For example, I used to follow a blogger who made new art almost every other day and who has a range of books in the works and always new excerpts to share and who on top of that managed an online writing community and held down a full-time job and volunteered and so much more. I also followed another author who completed a book every two months. You know, that by itself is, you know, my mind was boggled. (laughs) I remember thinking, how is it even humanly and physically possible that they're so productive? And why can't I be that productive? What am I missing? Um, Here were two people who were insanely productive while holding down full-time jobs and having so much other stuff they were participating in. For a while, I thought I was simply missing the discipline and the dedication. And to be fair, I do think I can work on my self-discipline. But this year, after writing and posting over 80 blog posts and recording and uploading over 24 podcast episodes, among many, many other things, I realized that it wasn't just about that. Instead, I've realized that it's about timing and intention. So let me break down what I mean by those two things. Timing is important because you have to look at yourself and think, where in my journey am I right now? At what point, temporarily speaking, am I? So when in my journey am I would be a more accurate question. For me, I am maybe six years into my professional writing journey and about two years into my online writing presence. What does that mean? It means that my writing skills have come a long way and I'm a comfortable writer, and when it comes to technique and my own style, I'm very comfortable. It means that my online presence, my blogging, my social media, my website, and all that good stuff has only been around for two years, and some of that stuff that I just listed has been around for less than two years. And when I was comparing myself to those two wildly productive writers and bloggers that I was following, I was less than a year into my online presence. What that meant was that I was jumping the gun because I was still very early in the game, a baby compared to the two aforementioned writers who were both older in years and experience. And I was essentially comparing apples to oranges. Now that I'm two years into my online journey, I know things that I didn't know before, like how one of the authors has been active online for at least nine years, and the other had a similar number of years of previous experience. I also know that being productive isn't just about what you choose to do and how much of it you choose to do. 
but rather it's an accumulation of all the things you've done and all the things you've learned to do. So it's much better, in other words, to measure your productivity um, regularly at the end of specific periods of time than it is to measure it continuously on a daily basis. For example, when I first started blogging, I wasn't very good at it. I needed a few tries to get it right. So productivity was naturally low because I was still learning how to blog. The same goes for my writing. When I was in high school, I struggled because I was still learning and I often ended up with pieces that were maybe 5,000 words in length on average. Now I have pieces that are over 80,000 words in length and I write more every single week. Because I've improved my skills as a writer, I'm able to be more productive because it comes more easily to me now. So you do need to give yourself time, especially if you're still early in your writing and online journey. You're not going to feel productive until you really get the ball rolling, and that could take a year or two before you start feeling that change, you know, is really happening and you start to identify and recognize how productive you've become. This is why I think timing is important. When you're evaluating your productivity, you know, when you're evaluating your productivity, is an important factor in how you will perceive your own productivity. Now let's move on to intention. This is equally important in your perception of your productivity. Intention is when you intend to do something. You mean to actually do it. In many ways, it's a plan or a goal that you have in mind. I really like that one saying that goes something along the lines of, um, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. For me, When I apply it to my own goals, it means that I can approach my writing with the intention of doing a lot and the honesty and genuine intention of working towards that goal. Even if I don't make that goal whatever it is, I can still be satisfied with what I've been able to accomplish in my pursuit of that goal. When you approach something with intention, you'll be satisfied with the work you put into it, and you're more likely to feel more productive when you're satisfied with the things you're working on. So what is your intention? What is your honest, genuine intention? Not just a vague hope you have or a thing you might like to one day be able to do. For me, I intended to finish the first two books in my fantasy series this year. While I didn't get to achieve that goal, that intent, that intention, it drove me to write over 50,000 words for those projects during a year that has been very difficult for us all, and a further 20,000 words at least for other projects. I intended to release a blog post every day, and even when I didn't, I still ended up writing a lot more than I thought I would by the end of this year. So do I feel productive, even though I didn't meet my goals? Absolutely. So that was the last part of my lesson today. Evaluate your intentions. They say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and I disagree wholeheartedly. Good intentions that are honest will get you very far in life, and you should absolutely consciously intend to do whatever it is you want to be more productive in, whether that's writing or anything else you have in mind. Evaluate your intentions, stay aware of where, or rather, when you are in your journey and experience, and measure your productivity through that personalized lens. It's a lot more accurate, and it's an approach that is growth and quality focused, which in the end is what you probably want and what will make you feel satisfied with yourself and what will give you good quality feedback that you can then work with. 
If you're interested in learning more or asking some questions, drop by my blog and leave me a comment there or contact me at my website or social media. All the links are in the episode description. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in today and I hope to hear from you soon. Until next time.